$10,000. you are listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Let's go, Caps! Let's go, Caps! Let's go, Caps! This is the Washington Capitals Minicast. And welcome in to the Washington Capitals Minutecast. Before we get going here, this podcast is available on all platforms. So when you're using your podcatcher of choice, make sure and hit the follow or subscribe button. That way you'll know when the new podcasts are available. This podcast is also on the Hockey Podcast Network, and it's also a part of DraftKings. Check, uh, check them out online. Use promo code TPPN. So, the Washington Capitals lost to the Edmonton Oilers 5-3. to And it, uh, it's one of those games that was a tough one. I know that there was, you know, when the Capitals beat the Penguins, we were like, man, it was a convincing win. And uh, Ilya Samsonov played a great game. And then they had the game last night. And you're like, wait, is this team really okay? Do they have what it takes to to move forward and to do well in the playoffs and dare I say the Stanley cup. So they lost five to three. It was a game that saw goals from Lars Eller, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Connor Shiri. Um, so, I mean, they had the offense going there, but it, you know, tell me if you've heard this one before, the problem was in net three goals and made four saves. Uh, that's good for a 0.250 save percentage. And then enter Phoenix Copley. Phoenix Copley, who I don't think was really planning on playing, but, you know, based on uh, Ilya's poor play early, uh, thrust him into action. Phoenix Copley, if you remember, was a, a player that the Capitals were really high on. You know, they had a lot of hopes for Phoenix Copley, and then we lost him briefly uh, in that TJ Oshie deal, and we ended up getting him back. Um, but he never has really materialized. He's kind of just kind of simmered, shall we say, in the AHL for some time. I don't know what the master plan is for Phoenix Copley or if he has a future in the NHL. I guess time will only tell. It's uh, It's got to be a bit hard for these guys that keep going up and down uh, from the AHL into the NHL. And at a certain point, you must be asking yourself, do I have what it takes? And how long do I keep going with this? Phoenix Copley is a guy that's been playing in the AHL and sometime in the NHL for quite some time. So you got to start to get, you know, kind of a bit self-reflective and go, what am I doing here? I mean, you got to start questioning, you know, do I have a career in the NHL or should I think about going to college in the fall? You know, it's just to a certain point, uh, it, that's what it turns into. Uh, These guys that, you know, when you start to get a little bit older, you start asking yourself, well, what's going on here? Uh, And do I have a future in the NHL? I know that uh, they probably had big dreams but how often is it that these guys that are in the AHL for a lengthy period of time 
uh, all of a sudden get big NHL careers. I don't think that happens too often. It's kind of far and few in between, but um, Phoenix Copley came in and he made 22 saves, or excuse me, 21 saves. He allowed that one goal, but that one goal was a big one. And uh, that was the one that ultimately ended up costing the Capitals the game. It seemed to me like he was a bit um, out of position. And uh, I know he was kind of being uh, trying to, to, to head it off, and he was out in a position. But then they shot it to another guy, and that left the net wide open. And it, uh, it almost seemed kind of like a rookie mistake to a certain extent. But, you know, I'm not a goalie. I'm not, I'm not a goaltender. I don't know how hard it is, but I know how the good goalies out there play and what they're capable of. So, uh, you know, I hate to keep uh, beating a dead horse here, but the Capitals really need to address the goaltending situation. Um, I've had some people debate me online saying it's not the goalies. You can't keep saying it's the goalie. It's the defense. Well, maybe you're both. we're both right. Maybe it is goaltending and maybe it is defense, but regardless... The Capitals have to figure it out, and they don't have a lot of time. I mean, we're getting to the point here where, you know, if they don't start turning it around, it's going to be too late. You know, if I look at the standings right now, the Washington Capitals are in fourth place. Uh, Penguins uh, ahead of them um, are 27-11. That's good for 62 points. The New York Rangers are 30-13. and That's good for 64 points. And then the Hurricanes are 31 and 9. That's good for 64 points. So it's a tie for first place between the Hurricanes and the Rangers. Uh, You know, they have 64 points and we have 59. So it's not like it's getting too far out of hand yet. But if they can't figure out how to turn it around soon, uh, it will be out of hand. And then what do they do? These are tough questions. These are questions that Brian McClellan is going to have to ask. He's going to have to take a look and see what they have in AHL Hershey, excuse me, AHL Hershey, and uh, see what they have in the tank. Do they have what they need, or do they need to go outside the system? I don't want this to be a podcast that's constantly harassing the goalies of the Washington Capitals. I don't think they're horrible, but uh, they are a young tandem and uh, kind of unproven, and I think that a lot of people thought as much that... Does this, does this goalie tandem have what it takes to, to push this Capitals team into the playoffs and, dare I say, a Stanley Cup? If you remember the Capitals, when they won the Stanley Cup, they had elite-level goaltending, two of them, as a matter of fact, in the form of Braden Holpe and Philip Grubauer. When Braden Holpe started to falter, Philip Grubauer came in and saved the day, and then when he was starting to fall apart, Holpe came in and they won the Stanley Cup, and it is really a Cinderella story, isn't it? Um, I didn't think they were going to win it that year, and no one did uh, around them either. The beat writers for the Caps, all of them dismissed them. They said they're not going to be able to overcome Columbus. They're not going to be able to overcome Tampa. This team doesn't have what it takes, and as it turns out, they did. Um, it just seems like the stars were really aligned for the Capitals in that season, though. They had Barry Trotz as a coach, and they had Mitch Korn as a goalie coach. And, uh, you know, it was all the big names, and it seems like they were all playing on all cylinders. You had Ovechkin, you had Oshie, uh, you had, you look back, Brooks Orpik and uh, Niskanen, and, and they were just stacked, you know. That was, that was the dream team of the Washington Capitals, and now you take a look at this team, and there's some unknown names like Brett Leeson, and, and you have Protus in there, and uh, Snively, kind of unproven commodities, if you will. Um, do they have the potential? 
of uh, being a Stanley Cup and playoff uh, contending players? Um, do they have enough in the tank to help this Caps team and, and, and catapult them into the playoffs? Time will tell, but uh, in a sample size, I dare say no. I mean, as of right now, it just doesn't seem like the players that they have on the ice at this moment uh, have what it takes to, to take this Caps team into the playoffs. And I, I don't want to be, you know, a downer on it, but I just, that, that's the way that it seems. Um, you know, I'm like I say, I'm looking at the standings right now, and they're in fourth place with 59 points, and uh, the top team, the Hurricanes, and the Rangers have 64. So uh, the Capitals are going to have to hope that the Hurricanes and the Rangers and, you know, the Penguins just go on a huge losing streak and they start winning. Um, but then all of a sudden you start looking, is there enough, uh, you know, time in the hourglass? You know, uh, the stars are going to have to align for the Capitals. That means that the Hurricanes, Rangers, and Penguins are going to have to start faltering. And all of a sudden, this Capitals team, who has not had great luck in goaltending, is somehow going to magically turn it around. Caps Nation, answer me that question. Do they have, I mean, I know you want to be idealistic and think this Caps team is going to turn it around. They did it in 2018. This is not the Capitals team of 2018. They don't have a goalie that's the equivalent of Braden Holpe. Now, I, I, Vitek Vanacek has flashes of greatness. And Ilya Samsonov has even less flashes of greatness. But to take this team to next level, you need elite goaltending. Think of all the teams out there that have gone on to win the Stanley Cup. They've had elite goaltending. They've had elite goal scorers. And they've had elite defense. You don't win a Stanley Cup with anything less than that, really. Um, you might be able to make it into round one or two of the playoffs, but if you have grander plans, if you want to take your team and win a Stanley Cup, you've got to have the best. And I know Brian McClellan is a great GM, but he's going to have to really sharpen his GM pencil and figure this team out before it's too late. Uh, Peter Laviolette is not to blame here. I think he's a great coach, and I think it's just an easy thing to say. Well, maybe they should fire Peter Laviolette. He's not a great coach. Nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Peter Laviolette is a great coach. Um, he hasn't always had great luck in the playoffs in the Stanley Cup. He has won a Stanley Cup. Um, but like I say, it's just an easy thing. For, for you to say Peter Laviolette is a poor coach. I mean, there's people that still are nostalgic for uh, Barry Trotz. And look at look at the Islanders. Last time I checked, they were in last place. Um, I guess it's changed a bit. They are in sixth place. So uh, the Devils and Flyers are underneath them. But, you know, a few days ago, the Islanders were in last place. So it's easy to be nostalgic about former glory. You know, I remember this Caps team in 2018, and they turned it around. How many of those players aren't playing anymore? You know, Niskanen and Orpik and Grubauer, and uh, those are just off the top of my head. And if you think about it, Orpik and Niskanen, both of those guys were elite defensemen. Elite. So you had an elite goaltender in the form of Braden Holpe and Philip Grubauer, and then you had elite defensemen in front of them. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. 
If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code TPPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in New York call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467369 two of those big big names are no longer there you don't have Matt Niskanen anymore. You don't have Brooks Orpik anymore. Neither of them guys even play in the NHL anymore. And, uh, you know, if you have that depth in Hershey or, you know, maybe even further down the Stingrays, maybe call them up. But I, I just don't see it. I mean, they've called these guys up and, you know, you've had Faravari and McMichael, these young guys, and they've had flashes of greatness, flashes of greatness. They haven't been able to to uh, propel this team into greatness. It hasn't happened yet. I mean, I, I don't want to be too down on the Capitals, but if you take a look at them, they're kind of in the middle of the pack. This is not the Capitals team that we're used to seeing. The Washington Capitals have a pedigree of being a winning team. You know, President's uh, Trophy winners, um, Stanley Cup winners. That's not this team right now. So, you know unless they can find out, figure out a way to turn this around somehow, I just don't see it guys. And, uh, I mean, I want to hear your comments. Go ahead, leave comments on Twitter or Facebook. I'll read them off in the next podcast. But what do you think needs to be addressed? Uh, There's a lot that comes to mind, you know, defense and offense and goaltending. And I think that a lot of that is going to be Peter Laviolette and his assistants are going to have to sit down with these players and figure it out. Alex Ovechkin is going to have to have one of those meetings with the, the captains. He's going to have to have, you know, Backstrom in there with him as well. And they're going to have to sit him down and say, guys, what are we doing here? You know, Alex Ovechkin is a lot like a Tom Brady. You know, he, if you follow his lead and you will do great things. And that's what they have to do. They just have to follow the guys on the team that have proven success and they will do great things. But they will only be able to do that unless it's a buy-in system. Follow Alex Ovechkin, follow Nick Backstrom, follow TJ Oshie, John Carlson, Tom Wilson. You know, I want the Tom Wilson back that was willing to mix it up. I think they've neutered him. In that game last night against the Oilers, there's no reason that he should have not mixed it up with Evander Kane. Um, and Hathaway, Hathaway's kind of been the same way. I know that they've kind of put handcuffs on these guys, and they don't want them to fight, but it's just like you're taking that element out of the game. Yeah, that, that can't be out of the game. It's an integral part of the game. 
It's what fires up the team. It's what fires up the fans. And I think to a certain extent, and I don't blame him, Tom Wilson is scared of the repercussions if he gets in a big fight. Because it seems like when he gets involved in a fight, I mean, he's a big dude, he's going to mess someone up. And then if he messes someone up, guess what? Then he is suspended. So it's a tough spot for Tom Wilson and the likes of him, uh, uh, Hathaway. Both of those guys have sandpaper personalities. But um, I just think in the NHL, you got to be careful with that. You can't take that element out in this current day where you well, they want to take fighting out of hockey. Nonsense. You got to keep it in the game. But more and more and more, it seems like there's less fighting in there. And I don't want to be an advocate for fighting, but there's a time and place for everything. And last night was one of them. You know, they didn't really, there was guys that were getting hassled by the Oilers, and it just seems like the Capitals were doing nothing about it. Hathaway kind of got involved a little bit, but um, they all need to be in there. And it just seems like put Tom Wilson out there, and uh, you'll put a little fear in your opposition out there. So this is just things that the Capitals have to work on. So they are going into the All-Star break here. Uh, The Capitals are next slated to play on February 8th against the Blue Jackets, who are 20-22-1. And, and then they play on the 10th against the Canadians, who are 8-29-7. So the schedule looking ahead isn't too bad. I would say that their biggest competition coming up is in the form of the Blue Jackets, who are 20-22-1, like I said. But then as you go down, you start looking at the teams, and they're not as well. They don't play nearly as well. So you look at the Canadians, they're 8-29-7. and seven. So, uh, you know, on paper, that seems like a slam dunk, doesn't it? You think the Capitals should be able to go in there and win. They're playing in Montreal. So, I mean, I don't think that really matters if they're playing in Washington or if they're playing in Montreal. I mean, that's a team that is 8-29-7. If they cannot beat the Canadians, then they have a problem. The next game after that is February 13th. They play the Senators. They have a better record, but the Ottawa Senators have a pedigree for being a horrible team. I'm sorry, Ottawa fans, if you're watching this. It's true. They are 14-22-2. So there is some time for this Capitals team to make up some for make up some ground that they have lost. You know, if they could pick up a big two points in Montreal and they could pick up two points in Ottawa, you know. And, I mean, that would be nice if they could pick them up on the 8th uh, against Columbus. And then after that, they're playing the Predators that are 28-14. And they're playing the Flyers that are 15 and 22. So there is small windows of time here that the Capitals need to, pardon the pun, capitalize on their opponent. I mean, just looking at this schedule, there is, I mean, if they cannot pick up wins against Montreal or Ottawa, you might want to find the panic button and have your finger on it and get ready to push it. Because those are teams that you have to win against, you know. And as I look down there, guess who they're playing on the 24th? They are playing the New York Rangers, who are tied for first place. That is a team that's a young team. That is a team that was just a couple years ago was a rebuild. And look at what they've done with that team. First place. There were a lot of big players on the New York Rangers that were moved out. Big expensive contract, excuse me, expensive contracts and an aging roster. So they moved them out and they did a rebuild and the New York fans we're patient for the most part. Um, I know that a lot of New York fans uh, don't have a lot of patience for failure or loss. You know, we're New York. We should be a winning team. We should always have a winning team. Don't mention the NFL, you know, Jets, Giants, I'm looking at you. But um, as far as hockey is concerned, 
the Rangers are another team over the years that have given the Washington Capitals fits. Um, if you think about the playoffs when Henrik Lundqvist was in there, um, how many times did they eliminate the Capitals in the playoffs? So it seems like this Rangers team is returning to its former glory. They got that uh, machine well-oiled and is running on all cylinders. So the Capitals are going to have to make some decisions. And, you know, it would really be in their best interest not to wait until the trade deadline. Because once you wait until the trade deadline, guess what? You're going you're gonna to be at the mercy of every other team that's trying to fix their lineup before the playoffs. So the Capitals just really need to figure it out. And they need to figure it out in a hurry. Otherwise, like I say, it's going to be curtains for this Capitals team. And, uh, you know, I've mentioned as much in previous podcasts, and they say, well, you, you know, you're pushing the panic button a little bit early. I don't know. Am I? Uh, it just doesn't appear that way to me uh, at all. And then on this topic here as well, uh, bring up Alex Ovechkin again. Um, he came down COVID positive. Alex Ovechkin came down as being COVID positive in the COVID protocol. As far as I know, he is the only player that uh, is listed on the COVID protocol as of this moment. And uh, it's shortly before the All-Star break. How odd is that? How odd is that? Alex Ovechkin is the guy who's been fined and suspended for not participating in the All-Star game. And, uh, you know, I hate to be a conspiracy theorist, but does that seem what's going on here? Is that what's going on here? You know, did he give a wink, wink and a nod, nod to some of these guys and say, hey, with those COVID tests, I'm positive. It just seems too coincidental that he's the only guy on the team right now that is under COVID protocol. Highly unlikely and shortly before the All-Star game where he always likes to avoid. And, you know, like I said, Tarek Elbashir reported on the game that uh, that his wife was coming and they were looking forward to it. But what changed in Alex? He, I mean, he's gotten older. Why all of a sudden is he looking forward to it this year? The same guy that passed up on it on previous years, all of a sudden this year is looking forward to it? Just doesn't make sense. You enter those numbers into a calcula- uh, calculator, hit the equal sign, and what do you see? It, it shows that this is a BS story to me. I have that on no authority, but being a bit of a conspiracy theorist, I think that uh, there's something going on here with uh, Alex Ovechkin in that COVID protocol. The Capitals have reassigned Phoenix Copley and Lucas Johansson to Hershey. There are no taxi squads after the All-Star break. So Phoenix Copley, um, I'm not really sure what's going on with that. I mean, he had a so-so performance. I wouldn't say that he played horribly, but uh, he didn't play great. And maybe that's all signs point to uh, the return of Vitek Vanacek, which you know, you can't really argue is the number one goalie. He is the number one goalie in the Capitals organization right now. And uh, Fukali, who has lost uh, some of the steps that he gained, um, I think still has potential. Um, but uh, I guess he's having a, a bit of a rough go of it in Hershey. So uh, he needs to to tighten those screws down and they need to figure out what they're going to do with Fukali. But I mean, ultimately, you can't tinker around forever. They're going to have to address the goaltending situation. But what's out there right now isn't necessarily great either. Um, I saw that Marc-Andre Fleury had a rough night uh, last night, and then um, Holtby had a bad night a couple nights ago against us. So these guys that used to be great goalies, you know, they're kind of faltering a little bit too. These guys are getting older. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury and Braden Holtby aren't as young as they once be. None of us are. So I think that they might have to look for 
you know, maybe another team's number two that's really good, or they're going to have to give up, you know, I hate to say it, some draft picks, or we're going to have to move someone out of the Capitals organization to get that elite level goaltender, whoever that may be. I mean, look at uh, Edmonton last night. That's not a household name in goaltending. In net for the Oilers, he played pretty darn good, I got to say. So that Oilers team figured out, um, you know, what, what it takes to win. I mean, they, they took a chance and they picked up Evander Kane. As it turns out, that paid, you know, it's paid out well for them. He had a goal last night. So Evander Kane was a, was a gamble for the Edmonton Oilers. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, you hear more rumblings on the Capitals team. Well, why didn't they pick him up? I don't know. I mean, if that works out in the long term for the Oilers, great. You know, their GM, I tip my hat to him. He did a great job. But if he starts getting into issues where he's having problems with his temper or not showing up at practice, all those things that have kind of followed him on his previous teams, then, uh, you know, it's going to look like, well, man, the Capitals really dodged a bullet there. So it's just going to be interesting to see how that plays out in that Edmonton team is a, a lot better than the one, the teams that we remember in the past. So, I mean, I, I'm not an Edmonton Oilers fan, but uh, I always like an underdog to do well. And uh, so if Edmonton end, ends up playing well, that's great. You know, it's kind of gets boring to see these same teams again and again, except for the Capitals, of course, uh, do well. So it seems like that uh, that Edmonton organization has figured itself out. Alex Ovechkin tested positive for COVID on Wednesday. We'll miss the All-Star game this weekend in Vegas. Tom Wilson was named as his replacement and great for Tom Wilson. Uh, I mean, if you're a Capitals fan, you can't say enough good things about Tom Wilson. He's a goaltender, not just a goon. I mean, to a lot of other um, organizations or their fan bases, they look at Tom Wilson as just a big goon. All that guy can do is fight. Well, maybe you should take a look at his stats and see how many goals he can score. He is a goal scorer. And, uh, you know, your typical goon is just someone that you bring out there to to knock someone light, someone's lights out or punch him in the teeth. And not Tom Wilson. He can do that and more. He can deliver a hard hit, but he can also deliver a goal when needed. So, I mean, that is great for Evgeny Kuznetsov, and that is great for Tom Wilson. Evgeny Kuznetsov is another guy that's turned it around. He had that offseason last year. He went home and refocused and, you know, matured and got a little bit older. And uh, he's playing, running on all cylinders again. So that is great news for the Capitals, for Tom Wilson and Evgeny Kuznetsov. Kuznetsov on Joe Snively. I train with him in the summers. He's a local kid, and I do spend a lot of time in the summer here, too. So I know him pretty well, and I'm happy for him that he not just got a chance to play one game in the NHL. He deserves to get another one. So, I mean, and that is a good story on uh, Joe Snively. He played on the Capitals team, the Baby Caps or whatever they're called when he was a kid. So it's kind of cool that you can have a local kid um, turn around and uh, and do well in the NHL. I mean, we've only had a sample size of Snively on the team, but uh, he seems to have some speed and uh, he seems to have a pretty good shot. So that's what the Capitals need ultimately. It is the oldest team in the NHL. So, I mean... They're going to have to address that sooner or later. It's going to either be in the form of slowly plugging these players in, or it's uh, you know you're going to go through a painful rebuild. You know where you trade off the whole team and start from the beginning. Uh, take a look at the Washington Nationals, Washington fans. It's uh, it's going to be another tough one. Kuznetsov on the Caps power play goals. I feel like it's always something, right? I feel like we are playing for each other. We try to do things, and sometimes it doesn't go well. 
we're going to keep working hard and we're going to keep fighting until we're going to get successful. And uh, that's in Russian, so I'm not saying that incorrectly. That's, you know, just a little bit of broken English there. But that's what they have to do. They have to figure out that power play. Um, so I, it's just something that's going to take some time. And uh, hopefully the cat that Capitals team can figure it out. So... Uh, there is that all-star break coming up. Hopefully that will give the Capitals some time to reset and refocus and, uh, and, and just come back and be ready for it. But, you know, there's certain things that are going to have to be addressed and the GM's going to have to address them. Like I say, he's going to have to put on that GM hat and sharpen his pencil and figure out, assess the team before it's too late. You got to pick up that goaltender. You got to probably pick up a couple defensemen and hopefully not give up the farm in the process. It just seems like it's standard procedure to just give away draft picks, and that's why the Capitals are in the quandary that they're in right now. They just kept giving away draft picks to get these players, and now they don't have a lot of that depth in their AHL and ECHL affiliate. So that is the Washington Capitals Minute Cast for today. We'll talk to you guys again next time. Thank you for listening.